Welcome to another episode of the Faith-Filled Friday Podcast. The Faith-Filled Friday Podcast is a podcast that is to promote the idea, the hashtag of Faith-Filled Friday. And the Faith-Filled Friday hashtag basically is to remind Christians to play nice on the internet, okay? And here is the threefold mission of the Faith-Filled Friday podcast. Number one, to use social media to help alleviate the fears many feel today. Some of us feel very, very fearful. Number two, encourage believers to use our collective social media voice to point people to Jesus. Again, I want to hear some amens there. And number three, to help Christians get along online. And uh, that voice you just heard, by the way, I'm Steve Samuels, and the voice you heard in the background, amen in a way, is my sister <laughs> and the Lord, sister, because, you know, the black thing there, you know, so sister, <laughs> Carolina Bartholomew. <laughs> amen, 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 yes. the third one. <laughs> I, need, I need an organ now, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you know, whatever. <laughs> Laura! Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet now. The Pentecostal comes out sometimes, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, we like having fun. And just before we hit the record button, I was talking to uh, Carolina, who was not here last week. And I get it because, man, like... We are two parents that have two kids each, and we're busy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but um, I mentioned to her last week's podcast. What I didn't say to you, Carolina, was that I think personally here now, it's hilarious. I really, really do. Okay, so I hope that piques your interest in terms of hearing it, not just you, but those listening as well who probably themselves did not hear the podcast. So that's just to say that. We love having fun. I do anyway. I, I think you do too. And we love to just, uh, you know, in the midst of our time we're in right now, all the anxiety and what have you, it's important to have a little bit of joy. It's important to show joy, to have joy, true joy, not just like I'm trying to like, you know, gin it up within me, but not really there, but real joy from within. I think we need to have it and share it with others whenever we can. That being said, you said to me, Carolina, that you got uh, kind of a heavy topic you want to share today. So I'm wondering if I can share what I wanted to share first, and then we'll throw it to you afterward. Sounds like a plan. All right, let's do that then. So uh, I was just sharing with Carolina before we came on here that every so often, I just kind of like, I'm sitting there at home, and I got a thought popping into my head, a random, where does this come from thought, but it's really good. And... um in the past, when those thoughts would come, they would like float away as fast as they got there. And I'd be kind of bummed out because I'm like, that was kind of like a good thought. So um, what I've been doing, especially this, in the summertime when it's been warmer, and it's still kind of warm now, so I, I still do it. But I find my phone, I go out the back of the house, whatever I got to do, get away from people, and I just go off. So I have on my phone a little recorder. It records your voice, and it also translates your words into text. And so I will transcribe the whole thing just by speaking into the phone, and then I will go later on and fix it up a little bit here and there. And a while ago, I said, okay, one of these little rants I did to myself, self-rant, you could call it, I guess, um, I finished it. I finished um, editing most of it, and I want to read 
the first, I will say, four-fifths of it. And I want to hear, of course, Kellyanne, your thought on it. And anybody listening to this right now, if you have a thought on what I'm going to read for you and share with you, I'd love to hear it because I think, I don't know, I want to hear other beliefs, opinions on the idea of Faith-Filled Friday being part of a movement that is bigger than Faith-Filled Friday itself. So let me just read this for you. It says, Faith-Filled Friday is part of a movement, a movement bigger than Faith-Filled Friday, a movement started by someone else, a movement we're just one small part of, and maybe you're part of this movement too. The movement can include people who believe we should wear masks and people who think we should not. It includes people who believe that black lives matter and people that say that all lives matter. This movement can include people that believe that COVID-19 is man-made and people that think that it came about naturally. And it includes people that believe that all the COVID numbers are accurate and people that think that all those numbers are all made up. What kind of movement is this? It's a movement of people who look at things from a larger perspective. They're not looking at things from a short-term perspective. Rather, they're looking at things from a broader, wider, eternal perspective. They're looking at things from God's perspective. Now, I've said before, and I'll say again, the goal of Faithful Friday is not to change anyone's mind when it comes to whatever individual beliefs they may have about today's hot topics. That wasn't the goal, from what I can tell, of the Apostle Paul when he would tell people about Jesus. Changing people's political views was secondary to him. He primarily wanted people to know about Jesus. He wanted them to tell others about Jesus, and he wanted them to be people that would declare their lives to Jesus. And if the peripheral beliefs of those people aligned with Jesus, then great. But uh, I'll stop there, and uh, I'll just kind of, I guess, sum up what I just said. So there's a big movement, okay? And in this big, massive, all-encompassing movement are all the other movements, the Black Lives Matter movement, the All Lives Matter movement. And you can find people of God in all those movements. They're not just all on one side or the other side. You can find Christians that are liberal and conservative, pro-Trump, against Trump. I didn't mention Trump in there, but you could if you wanted to. So that's the movement of the Lord. And that movement trumps, if I might, haha, a little joke there. Um, if I can j- just um, say that the movement of God is bigger than every other movement going. And we need to be, to be people that may have our debates here and there about one thing or another, but at the end of the day, it's about Jesus and about what he wants to say to the world around us. And I don't think he wants to say all those things at once. So what is he saying to the world today? What is the one topic that the Lord wants said today in this day and age to the world we live in? So anyway, that's my little rant, you could say. And uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. I also wonder about this. What do you think is the one 
thing the Lord would say to the world today through his people. What do you think that is, Carolina? And I'm not saying right or wrong, just I want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, interestingly enough, I, I had pulled up a psalm uh, as you were talking, Steve, uh, and I'd like to share it because I think it kind of sums up what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, it's psalm 28, 7. Um, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. I feel like this is something that today we could all apply because we should not really put our trust and any sort of government or any sort of uh, anything else that is not really Jesus at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that when you do put your focus back on the Lord, that you do find the joy and things that other people may not, uh, you know, uh, the joy of, uh, of seeing your friends be, you know, uh, not sick or the joy of, of being able to still spend time with your family. Um, there's so many things that we can be thankful for, but we often tend to focus on on the negatives. And so, you know, uh, with the, with there being so many different polarities uh, right now, uh, I think one thing we all can agree is that Jesus is Lord, and He teaches us to love one another and to uh, and to be kind to those that are not kind to you, and to give uh, and give. Uh, graciously and and freely without expecting anything in return. Those are the things that I think will bring joy, true joy into your heart, especially at these times. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm wondering, like, honestly, I, I say this as well during our times together. If you're out there and you're hearing this and you're thinking, you know what, I want to respond. I got a thought or two or three, whatever to what I hear Steve or Carolina saying, then uh, I would love to hear, and I'm sure you would too, Carolina, what are people thinking out there about what we share here on this podcast? Uh, We have these great and prolonged discussions about things in the world today, and we don't want to just have it be between us two, you know, back and forth. We want to include other people as well, other voices as well, uh, no one wants to be told they're wrong, okay? No one wants to be told, you know, you're dumb or whatever, you know? But th- the thing is, if you don't agree, you don't agree. And I think we're open to hearing that as long as you say it with some graciousness and in love, okay? In other words, don't say, hey, I don't agree, dummy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Use um, the heart of God as you share what you share. And actually, maybe I want to hear why you wouldn't agree with my thoughts on things. Because what I just shared, I'm not going to say that, oh yeah, that's the gospel truth, that's the Bible right there, you know. But I do believe that every topic of the day that we have out there to discuss and share and do to align with, there's a Christian in that arena. There's a Christian on that side. So there's a Christian opposite of you, wherever you might be on any topic. And what do you think about that? And what do you think about them being on the other side of that of that topic? And if you have time to sit and think about what you would respond to them if they talk to you about anything, what would you tell them? You know, would you argue with them? I want to think you would talk to them and want to really hear them out as they as you want them to hear you out. So what would you say to them? What would you say that would actually create dialogue, even if it wasn't dialogue that ended in agreement, 
share your thoughts on that because I think we don't have enough of that dialogue that might end in disagreement, but not in ugliness, if you know what I mean. So go ahead and comment on the page you're on right now as you hear this podcast. So yeah, I'm done. What I wanted to share, just wanted to throw it out there. And uh, Carolina, I think we'll go now to your, from what you told me, much heavier topic. I think we need to, we need to give you all the time we got left, so go for it. Um, well, it's a heavy topic in the sense that I think a lot of uh, our brothers and sisters from Christ don't really like to talk about, which is politics. Um, either you know you're uh, you're in the end where you know you don't believe Christians should be involved in politics, or you're you know at the other end of the spectrum where you believe that Christians should be involved in politics. Uh, again, and this discussion isn't to say one way is right and one way is wrong. This is just kind of a discussion to say, hey, like this is something that we we actually realistically talk about. And with um, all the politics that are going on right now, I think it's, it might be a good time to kind of touch on it. But um, I'm taking a course right now at McMaster Divinity, and it's a theology and politics course. And it really has changed my view on um, Christianity and politics because... In a lot of ways, when I when I first became a believer, I firmly believe that we are living in the kingdom right now. So we are not living in the kingdom tomorrow. We are living in the kingdom right now. And we bring the kingdom here on earth. And we uh, bring the restoration um, back to the earth with Jesus uh, on our side. And um, a lot of the things that I'm learning in this class is that there's other people that feel this way too. And, and part of being of this world is, is, is having politics and, and policies and, um, you know, social justice and all that kind of stuff. So we, we kind of need to be involved um, in politics. But I think when it divides us, I think that's where we start to be, like to get issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about, you know, whether you are, agree to be in politics or don't agree to be in politics. It's, you know, what would Jesus do in our situation? You know, what did he do in our situation? He didn't really engage in, uh, uh, in banter, you know, with, uh, with other people who, who thought that he should be more involved or, who, or thought that he shouldn't be involved at all. Um, but he did do us speak truth about what the condition was of that day. And I think for us, you know, to not, um, to not consider that we, we are stewards of this world. And, um, you know, Genesis is very clear, you know, we're to take care of this world. We are to cultivate it, take care of it, uh, you know, so that it's in harmony and all that kind of stuff. And yes, I, I realize that we're living in a, a post fall world, but the reason that Jesus came was to, push that reset button and start things over again. And so I feel like a lot of the things that we argue about are kind of moot points because the whole point is for us to be centered on Jesus and, and what, what he would do and what he would want us to do. And I think when we look at things like politics or wear a mask or don't wear a mask and life, lives matter or black lives matter or all lives matter, we're missing the point, which is, to bring it back to Jesus. And he's very clear as to how we are to be towards one another, which is to be loving towards one another, which is to be understanding, which is to, you know, to give to those that don't have anything to, to bless those that curse you. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine that blessing someone that cursed you? It sounds like such a weird thing, but 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, if somebody has a problem with you or someone says something to offend you, what good is it going to be to, to, to not forgive that or to not kind of move forward? Like you're, you're just going to keep having this thing between you we go back to church and then you have to see this person face to face, this person that goes to your congregation. It's different when you say things online. It's not, it's very easy to, you know, say whatever you want to say and then not really have to be accountable accountable for it because you're not going to necessarily see the person the next day mm-hmm. or the next week at church. Right. And, and so I just would say like, when it comes to what I've learned about this class is when it comes to things like politics and things that divide us, is we, we need to remember what we're doing this for, who we're doing it for, and, and you know, what the purpose is, which is to bring the kingdom here for all people to enjoy, yeah. not just for us, not just for me and Steve, because we belong to the same church, not just be for Mary and whomever, because they belong to the same church. No, for everybody. It's a message for everybody. So before you allow things like politics and things like masks and, and not wearing masks and all this other stuff, before you allow that to divide you, think, what would Jesus do in this situation? Because I think if you actually take it back to that, your action might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I told a story that I thought of just as you were sharing now of going online and seeing someone with a post, pro-Black Lives Matter, and again, if no one knows this, I'm black. And early on with the days after George Floyd died, I felt really raw, like a lot of black people did back then. So when I read posts from a lot of white people, kind of in support, not so much of Black Lives Matter, the movement that people have a problem with, some do anyway, but I read posts in support of black people. Like we, we understand you're going through a lot right now. So it meant a lot for me to read the things that I read from people who would say, Black Lives Matter. Black being capital, meaning the people group, black people. Lives Matter being in lowercase. In other words, not BLM, not capital B, capital L, capital M. The movement that I recognize out there, people have a problem with, some folks do anyway. But the idea of if you're black, your life matters. That meant a lot to hear in the days and weeks following George Floyd's death, okay? It really did. Just saying that as a black person. So a white person posted something kind of along those lines, and a white person called him out on it. And my thinking on that is all they could see was Black Lives Matter Incorporated. Not the people, but the actual entity, okay? And the entity, according to this guy, is left-leaning, is political, they believe in the destruction of the family. As a Christian, that's not what you want to believe in or support. And I get that. Except, I don't think that was what was being discussed in the post. It was, I support black people who right now are going through a lot of emotional and mental trauma because of what they see unfolding in our society. So, They got into a fight, bottom line. And at the end of the fight, I'm just like, do I say anything? Do I not say anything? I want to play peacemaker. Forget I'm black or white. I want to be the peacemaker and say, guys, don't fight my brother and sister. Um, And I thought about what you just said about 
seeing each other the following Sunday in church, which, which they did not because we were still in lockdown. And what if they did? And what happened the following Thursday, I, w- I joined a home church that week, a home group. Sure, people know what that is, Bible study, whatever. A midweek group of some sort met online. And um, in front of me are all these people, like nine little windows and one glass. And in front of them was a glass pane as well. The computer or the laptop or the phone they were on, the tablet they were on. And it's possible to let that glass block out the humanity in front of you. In front of you is a human being. And it's easy to look at them as inhuman because, well, it's just a two-dimensional picture, right? Yeah, they're talking. Yeah, they're moving. But at the end of the day, they're two-dimensional. They're not even real because they're not here in front of you in the flesh. But they're real. And so that mindset makes me think, even though out there are people that don't agree with me on certain topics, they are human. Can you at least treat them like humans as you share your opinion of the matter, whatever it might be in the moment? Can you keep the humanity front and center as you share the topic? So I think you're saying that and what you're saying, and definitely your point about... um not seeing each other face-to-face, that kind of ties into the whole, I think, anger and angst that we share online because, well, are you real? No, you're just another poster online until you see him face-to-face and all of a sudden, oh, you are real and you have emotions and you have thoughts and feelings and people who love you, you know? Absolutely. I think it's so easy to lose that online. I think it's very easy to, to get lost in the... The, the surreal of it, you know, like it's real, but it's not real. It, it is real. We're still humans. We're still connecting, albeit, you know, in technology, but we're still connecting, um, you know, and it doesn't, it takes, I find, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it takes me more energy to get angry than to just be content and just be accepting. Like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, getting angry, it costs more. Right. I put a post recently on my Facebook. If the cost of your peace is too expensive, because mm. it is, <laughs> it truly, truly is. There's nothing more precious than your peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really want to appeal to Christians that uh, your topic that you feel so strongly about, if you believe it with all your heart, I just cannot go up to you and say, don't believe it. Okay, so go up and go forth and believe whatever it is you believe. However, if it's costing you your peace, if it's costing you your your place of tranquility, if it's costing you, if people see you and they don't see the peace of Christ on your countenance or in your words or just coming across from your from who you are as a person. Okay, as you communicate with the world around you if they aren't sensing the peace of Jesus I think it's time to really evaluate not just what you're saying but how you're saying it maybe your message will say the same fine whatever how are you saying it Amen. Yeah, yeah we should pray for people that are man I cannot knock the passion I see in people's hearts and minds I, I can't knock their posts 
when their posts are as passion-filled as they are. People are out there and they're saying, wear a mask, wear a mask. I get that. I get the wear a mask people. But on the other side, don't wear a mask. I get you too. You think it's all our rights are being eroded and whatnot. So I see your point too. But as you're saying it, are you considering the thoughts and the hearts of the person that you're saying this to? So, yeah, let's pray for um, discourse amongst Christians who have a personal stance on one thing or another, whatever it might be, that they will share their topic, share their, their belief with the heart of Jesus. And that's really probably every episode will end something like that because of the fact that that seems to be the biggest thing that I see online are Christians going at it. They're just going ballistic because they feel they have to absolutely change the mind of the other person. And the nearer we get to the U.S. election, I think the more we're going to see a little bit of that too. So let's pray about that. Um, do you want to pray anything, Carolina? Anything on your heart that's pressing that you want to share right now? I'm, I'm very thankful for, um, for the fact that I still have my church community. I'm very thankful that my neighbors are safe. I'm very thankful for a lot of things. I know that there's a lot of things wrong in the world right now, but I'm very thankful for all of the experiences that I've, that I have experienced during this COVID. One of them being a tremendous amount of peace, uh, because let's face it, I think many of us were just way too busy before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, let's, I would just encourage people to just be thankful for, for what you have and, uh, and, uh, pray for others that don't have, uh, what we have here in Canada. We're very privileged. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, as you're saying about Canada, um, I have a lot of friends, American friends, and I think about them when it comes to this podcast and, they are the ones voting in a few short weeks. So yeah. they can't relate to our Canadian world right now. I guess the one you're referring to right now in the same way that we can't relate to uh, just weeks away from voting for uh, uh, the U.S. and the direction of the country for four more years, you know. So a few more things I feel to pray about. Would you want to pray and I'll, I'll close off at the end of it? Awesome, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for just uh, allowing us time together and, and just chat about things about you, Lord, uh, at a time and a place where all things seem to be not going so well. We can trust that you are Lord and that you have this. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray for our friends in the state uh, who are nearing their election time, Lord. I just pray that uh, wherever they lie in the political uh, balance, Lord, I pray that, uh, that they will pray for their leaders, Lord, so that their leaders... Uh, can make good decisions for their country, Lord. And um, I just pray for peace over uh, over America during this really hard time. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just pray that you will just oversee the online discourse, Lord, that Christians will be submitting their social media activity to you, that you would be Lord of their social media activity, that you will speak to them of what to say, how to say it, why, when, where, everything, that you would just be Lord of how they carry themselves online with their fellow Christians as well as those that are not Christians who are watching us and are seeing, uh, you know, Christ's people act out 
what they might see as very non-Christian activity, you know, the fighting and what have you. So I pray, Lord, that you will just speak to your people online, gently prod and convict. You're not there to dump a heavy on them and guilt them and condemn them. You're there to, to encourage them and challenge them to be the best they can be in you. You want to see, um, and don't we all who love who love you want to see people of God who are walking around with the presence of God that is so obvious and so evident that non-Christians can spot it a mile away and say, wow, they're different. What's going on over there? As we get closer and closer to some key moments in 2020, let that be more and more of the case that your people will actually seek out your presence and seek out more and more to be carriers of your presence wherever they go, online or offline, Lord. So thank you, Lord. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody out there. And like I just said earlier on, let us know your thoughts on anything we are saying, okay? Uh, we want to open up the discussion to the people that are out there listening as well. And um, one more thing. I said this last time, I'm going to say it again, because I think it, it, the way I said it, I liked it, so I'm going to do it again today, and it's this. At the end of so many podcasts like this, what you normally would hear is a pitch or a commercial of some sort, you know, please support us as we do X, Y, Z. Here's the thing. We actually don't have a lot of expenses as we do this. Yes, there are expenses because... You just can't do this kind of stuff and have like zero expenses, but they're so small. They really are. In, in lieu of a gift to the Faithfield Friday podcast, do this. Next Friday, whenever you hear this, the nearest Friday to after you, you hear this podcast, put up a social post of some sort and hashtag it Faithfield Friday, okay? Make sure it's something that is God-honoring and faith-filling, something that will just pierce the anxiety and the darkness and the vitriol and the hatred and the whatever that we see online, okay? Put something that's good and godly online. Hashtag it Faith Fill Friday. We'll see it and we will jump for joy because that means that, you know, we're, we're carving out a spot for Christ to be um, Lord on the internet, okay? And you know what? I think if many of us said it's Friday, let's post something about our God, about our Savior, about Jesus, they would notice the uptick in activity for Christians online. And I think it would get them to think about their own lives, especially in a, a time in the year when there's so much activity that's going on to make us so anxious. So why don't we play the role of an evangelist, okay, and share a faith-filled post this coming Friday, okay? That is it for me, guys. Just wanted to share that. And uh, Carolina, any final thoughts from you? Remember, if it costs your peace, it's too expensive. <laughs> yes. Don't be bankrupt when it comes to peace. Exactly. Amen. Right. All right. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Bye.